1: I'm delighted to welcome Kate Calder to the podcast today. Kate is a recipe writer, food stylist and author of new book Three Ingredient Cocktails which shares recipes for 60 cocktails along with delicious food to eat with them. Welcome Kate. Hello. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me. This is a real honor. Now, today we're going to talk about 10 things you need to know about three ingredient cocktails. Mm -hmm. So we've got quite a lot to get through. So your number one is, and it's a good one, don't be intimidated.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I totally get it at the end of the day. It's so easy just to open up a beer or have a glass of wine. But I do think a cocktail also only takes a couple minutes. Once you learn how to do it, you can do it forever. But there's just um, a greater depth there, I think. And you can sit back and relax and really savor each sip where it doesn't disappear in seconds. Yeah, Yeah, so I I do say um, not to be intimidated. Um, I think so often you just want to leave it to a bartender to do. Or you think it's only something to do on your night out and it has to be, you know, ridiculously expensive, yeah. where it doesn't have to be ridiculously expensive. You can just do it at home. Um, I think
1: the the thing that it, I don't know if it's intimidated or just the thought of having a queue of people stand in there waiting oh, while God. I yeah. while I shake shake up my cocktails. But we we're, <laughs> we're going to give you plenty tips and tricks throughout this yeah, podcast no to, it's to avoid fine. that situation <laughs> an angry bar full of people waiting that's what bar. I
0: think the other thing is just waiting for cocktails yeah. isn't it at a bar it can sometimes just take ages yeah. whereas this it's like no you can do them really quickly yeah. for you and your friends
1: cool um and number two is follow the recipe
0: yes this one I do think is actually quite important um only because uh, they are a recipe, they are um, something that you aren't just uh, sort of slapdash putting together. Um, There are kind of rules, but at the same time, um, it's so simple, because once you do have what your measure is, what a shot is for you. So um, I think, yeah, in the book quite often so in the states they'll say one ounce or yeah. one part where for here that would be 30 millimeters um is often one shot which um yeah once you have that down so whatever you're using as your shot glass you then just double it or oh, something like a negroni is really easy because they'll often have it's just uh equal parts one yeah. one one so yeah whatever you're using as that shot can yeah. then be really simple to follow for the recipe, yeah.
1: But whatever you're using for that shot, try and get it as close to the measurement as possible. Otherwise, you could be making yourself a triple Negroni without realizing it.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) And you might down the line after you've had a few. But for that first one, try and get it right.
1: (laughs) And I know because measuring spoons in in the test kitchen so a measuring spoon is fifteen mil, isn't it? So exactly. I guess like two yeah. of them is, is a shot, a yeah. standard shot.
0: Yeah. So that's why at home, yeah, it's so easy to do because I I do yeah. think yeah.
1: And you're right about the balance thing, aren't you? Because mm-hmm. you know we might know what's in a cocktail, but you can't free pour
0: it. No, you can't. And you can even get you know some people make you a gin and tonic, and yeah. you're like, oh, what what went wrong there? Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I do think keep an eye. I think sometimes think people sort of are like. Uh, try and go a little, little strong little soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 just take it. It's okay. <laughs> one shot's fine.
1: Because yeah. <laughs> then it throws things out. It out does. Of balance, it makes everything
0: else, yeah, off. So, yeah. yeah, no, do follow a recipe. But there, so it is just yeah. pouring one shot, yeah. one shot to one shot to one shot. Number three,
1: don't go mad on expensive spirits.
0: Yeah, this one I do think um, – And I'm a lover of, you know, your beautiful, rare or expensive, um, certain spirits and everything. But I do think, um, you don't, you don't have to break the bank where, um, especially because you are adding either a simple syrup like a sugar syrup or uh, carbonated water that you don't need to use your most expensive or if you you are having a party or something something like with gin as well as um, vodkas especially uh, you can just use um, sort of a regular I think uh, supermarket um, uh, vodka or something but then saying that if you are doing a... A cocktail that has high uh, alcohol content, like something like a Manhattan, mm. I would say use a really nice rye or, a, you know, um, old fashioned. You want a nice bourbon in that uh, yeah. because it is so much about the flavor of the spirit. Yeah. Whereas something else um something more mixed up yeah something more mixed and diluted anything sort of they often say like a highball uh has a lot more it's diluted quite a bit whereas so in something like that yeah you definitely don't don't spend too much money
1: because one of my favorite cocktails is martini Mm, and yeah you know in some cases that can be just there's I read a recipe once where it was um a gin martini and you just kind of showed them a move to the to the glass. You didn't know you didn't pour it in. I love that. You know, nice so, to meet you. Yeah, Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna like wave in front of it. But you know, and then I've read recipes where you you like pour the um pour it in and then pour it back out again and then pour the gin or the Oh I love that. In. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it, you know, if if that is the only alcohol featuring in your martini then you want it to be a nice one a nice one one that you
0: know you enjoy maybe um yeah i think so definitely so
1: depending on the drink yeah cool number four is why three is the magic number why why is three the magic number
0: well Looking at the majority of classic cocktails, they are only three ingredients. Mm. So, And that's another thing why you shouldn't be intimidated in the first place. It is only three ingredients. So you have everything from margarita, Manhattan, Negroni, Old Fashioned, Mint Julep. They're all just three ingredients. And I think that's because it's within the balance. So you have your main spirit, uh, which is the flavor, and then you have the sweetness or, or acidity. And then you have the seasoning. Mm. Um, so with those three, it kind of balances out a drink. Now, obviously, there are so many cocktails in the world, and mm. al- some of them have up to 10 ingredients. Yeah. But the classics, when the cocktail sort of came, I think it was sort of mid-19th uh, century, yeah. you're definitely sticking to spirit, a sugar. And a flavor yes. or, or a seasoning, whether that be bitters or whatnot. So yeah, your classic cocktail is just those three. Those three
1: things. Yeah. love that. Um, and let's talk about ice for number five because ice is really. I, I don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Do not get me started on on getting a drink. I mean, yeah. I have sent my my husband back to the bar.
0: So have even if it's just a husband. tea, and yeah. and if it
1: comes with two. Two little bits of ice yep. floating there. I'm just, I just get apoplectic
0: with rage. It's horrific. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly upsetting. <laughs> no, I, know it's I, a I real understand class that problem,
1: but I just can't deal with yeah. um, anything other than ice cold. Yep. Why is it so important?
0: I think also a drink is should be refreshing. Yeah. Um, and having something ice cold is mm. what makes it most enjoyable and slows you down drinking yeah. it and makes you savor it again. Um.
1: And if you're moving into the area of, you know, cocktail expertise, there's lots Mm -hmm. of different types of ice for different occasions, isn't there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, you have all your different crushed ice drinks, like a rum runner. Um, or, um, I think, yeah, Moscow Mule, you'd always have crushed ice. Um, and it's just all about how quickly the ice melts mm. and if the drink, if it's okay to be diluted or not. So that's why so often in stirred and strained drinks like a Negroni or Manhattan, you want the flavor there. So you're not putting any ice in, but you do make it on ice. Yeah. So you make it really cold. So it's really, really And then you strain it, um, or, or shaking, you want, um, the ice will add the froth. Yeah, you know, getting it in the shaker with a bunch of ice uh, gives you that beautiful foam on top. Yeah. So it is, it is sort of the essential. Component. Yeah, it's, it's
1: not just like cooling it down. It's doing no, lots of other it's adding jobs yeah, as well. Yeah, it's yeah. part of the recipe. Yeah, let's talk about um, about presenting. So number six is invest in some proper glassware. I mean, if you're going to be serious about it, right? Yeah. What you don't have to buy a whole bar's
0: worth of glassware but what Mm -mm. what would
1: you suggest people would get
0: um I would suggest definitely a really nice old-fashioned glass or also called a lowball or um a really nice tumbler um because I think because that with yeah nice ice in it for a high alcohol content content drink is lovely I recently splashed out on beautiful coupe glasses. Oh, I love those. Yeah, I just find drinking out of a martini glass because you can use martinis in a coupe glass as well as champagne in a coupe glass. And it's very, I find, diverse. So you can have different uh, drinks in a coupe. And also, I always spill a martini glass. Yeah. Whether I'm sitting or standing, I spill it. It goes everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, always down my front. So I tend to stay away from the martini glass, but fair enough, it is the classic cocktail um, glass. But yeah. And then also, um, I've got beautiful highballs as well, because I think so often you do serve what you don't want to go too alcoholic when serving friends. um, And so if you have a big night, so yeah, something that can hold some soda or ginger ale. And lots of ice. And (laughs) lots of ice. Exactly. Um, So yeah, those are my favorites.
1: Cool. Brilliant. And then onto equipment because it's obviously in the same vein Um mm-hmm. if people are going to get a bit serious about it a, a stainless steel shaker essential, yeah um, that much. I
0: think that's essential I that I you know I use mine all the time. And I think because you can pack it with ice, quite a bit of ice, you can do two drinks in there at a yeah. time. So when you're sort of pressed for time or not even pressed for time, just want to get on with is it. That, is that
1: not cocktail blasphemy? I wonder about I think about it this.
0: is. I think it is cocktail blasphemy. So I hope no mixologists <laughs> are um, judging me too we harshly right now. We've got yeah. <laughs>
1: thirsty people too. Uh, that's it.
0: I know if you have a partner at home yeah. or a best friend that's over visiting, it's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Um, and it's done very quickly. So yeah, I always use stainless steel. I have a beautiful one that I was given for my birthday that is glass that I just keep, you know, where people can see it and it looks very pretty, but I know, I know it would slip out of my hands getting wet from the ice and things. Um, I prefer stainless steel and it gets the coldest, you know, you can see it frost up as you're shaking. Um, so I'd always go stainless steel. not that
1: expensive either. No,
0: not at all. Not at all. Really cheap, yeah. What about
1: other little bits and pieces that people can get?
0: I actually do always use what's called a jigger, which is what, um, it's like a, it's a shot glass, but it does, has different measurements within oh, I see, it. Right. So, yeah, it has sort of the 30 mils kind of a line there, then 15, mm-hmm. and then on the other side, you know, it kind of has a 10 and a bit bigger. And I really like that just because I think mainly because I do make quite a few cocktails and I find it easier for me um, just to measure it out. But also I um, do like a strainer, So, and that would always come. If you did buy yeah. a stainless steel, it would come with a strainer, and I think that's great, as well as a muddler. And I um, I think cause so often when people are doing drinks with herbs in it, um, they, they go too hard, right. and that can make it bitter. If you're really – you know, using the end of that rolling pin a yeah. bit harshly on your mint or whatever you're using. You should only ever do it, not lightly, because you're st- you want to do it a bit of a, with a bit of a twist at the end, but yeah. not go crazy on it. Like I've seen, bless him, my husband muddle sometimes, and it's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> these herbs are your friends. <laughs> They're giving you something. <laughs> Don't kill Stop them. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> what, how do you feel about cocktail trolleys? Love
0: them i mean i want one i don't have one i have a shelf <laughs> above the children's books <laughs> just waiting for that age where it has to be moved um but yeah i, I love a cocktail trolley yes yeah. please
1: and number eight is garnishes how to make a good cocktail great let's talk about that
0: yeah i think this is such a must especially if you have guests over um It just wows them. They're they're so excited to see their glass if you have a garnish on it. And you can go, like, you can find everything now on YouTube. So you can, if you want to do a great, you know, uh, lime peel fan or anything, easy to do. You can do quite a few of them. Or if you just get really beautiful cherries um, or, yeah, the Luxardo cherries or uh, big fat olives that take over, uh, all of that. I think, is the wow factor mm. that make people a bit excited and make the drink a bit special. Yeah. Um,
1: and they're not that expensive because no. I, I like, I'm a big fan of the maraschino cherry. I love a maraschino, yeah. You know, the yeah. bright red. Me too. Just love um, it. <laughs> got that particular flavor. Yeah. Oh my God, they're so good. But, and then the Luxardo ones are another level of posh, aren't they? They're like, Very posh, yeah. they're Sort of like the deep, dark, berry-colored... Mm-hmm. And they've got a really nice flavor as well what is what is the flavor of Luxardo?
0: well the, they are a maraschino cherry Okay, but the luxardo from what i understand is the flavor okay. of, of the sort the liqueue, of juice the liqueur the, yeah or yeah, whatever so it is yeah it well. um so yeah that is the flavor this it's sort of like a luxardo maraschino cherry mm. so that is the flavor but um yeah they're beautiful.
1: I think we've all become like so used to it now because of the explosion of like gin and tonic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like now my sister goes she she often has a gin tea when we're out. She doesn't get like a big fishbowl full of stuff.
0: Oh my god, I love
1: it. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, it's just it's a really regular." And I'm thinking yeah. it's still a gin tea, you know? I mean, no. you're not you're mm-hmm. not eating all of that garnish or yeah. maybe you are, I don't know. But um There's so many places now that do the whole shebang, you know. Oh,
0: well, in Canada, so uh, like a Bloody Mary, if you order that in Canada, it's called a Caesar because it uses a tomato clam juice. Oh, okay. So it's a bit different. But they have competitions. You know, each bar, especially if you're somewhere like Whistler, where there's a lot of morning drinking (laughs) to get over the night before, (laughs) it's, you know... They add everything in there. You get, yeah, you get pickles. You get, uh, I've seen a chicken wing. I've seen pepperoni sticks. (laughs) It's just like, yeah. And of course the celery or prawn or this or that. It's like a whole meal. It's like a whole meal. Yeah, it's your breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) But I think as well, because cocktails are just so much fun and they're so pretty to look at. You do. And I think also when you're going to a bar, to be fair, you're spending a lot of money now on yeah. a cocktail. It's not cheap, is it? No. So to have a few little extras. Yeah. You want your little meal <laughs> Yeah, as well. you do. It's like, I want two olives. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want three olives. Um, and I love number nine, which is um, history and tall tales, mm-hmm. um, because you say uh, cocktails have histories and stories to tell.
0: Yes, they do. Um, I was sort of thinking about how often with... Uh, wine people. They can, you know, tell you the history mm. of the bottle, where the wine comes from and that. And I do think cocktails kind of have the same thing where especially with the classics, they did come from somewhere, you know. Um, can
1: you give us a few examples?
0: I can. Now there, there's a couple. So the Manhattan is one that's fought over yeah. because um, so some people, especially um, the Manhattan Club, which still exists today, says it's theirs. And it came from, it was created in 1874 by a Dr. Ian Marshall, for a party hosted by Lady Randolph Churchill, who is okay. Winston's mother. Wow. Um, so she was hosting, I think, a presidential candidate. And um, yeah, so that's they say that came about... that uh, That was the history of the Manhattan, but people believe that's not true at all because that date would have been when she was pregnant with Churchill and in England. Mm-hmm. It's documented. Okay. So then another... Hotel in New York says they started it, which is New York's Hoffman House. So their bartender says he got it from a guy called Black that worked in another bar that was not so elegant (laughs) (laughs) down the road. (laughs) So both of those places, they fight over the Manhattan, but both claim it. Um, And then uh, another one um, that I quite enjoy is the Ricky. Which um, So you have the gin ricky and then the regular ricky. What's in
1: a ricky then? So a
0: ricky is bourbon, lime, and soda. Right. And a gin ricky is gin, lime, and soda. Now, so it began, the story goes, by Colonel Joe Ricky, who was a Democratic lobbyist who was at the bar with friends and they were, um, I think the story goes... I think they were voting in or seeing who was going to vote in. Anyway, they were placing bets on who was going to be the next next House speaker. And he won, made a load of money, went on a two-day bender (laughs) – ended up at one of his favorite bars which, with all this group and mm. they needed kind of a refresher to keep going or <laughs> hair of the dog. <laughs> and um, he was notorious for not liking sugar. All the bartenders knew that. And so they made his favorite drink uh, or he they knew he liked bourbon so they just did it without um, any sugar syrup or anything. Yeah. So it was just soda, lime, bourbon. That's it. But then the story goes, quite sadly, takes a turn <laughs> oh, it God. becomes really famous in like other parts of um, the country and especially New York, but just drops the gi- drops, yeah, becomes, the Ricky becomes the gin Ricky, mm. which greatly upsets Colonel Ricky because he wants it just as the Ricky like him. <laughs> he hates that it's lost the bourbon side and then it actually outshines him and becomes more popular than him. No one remembers who he Aww. is and he ends up. Very sadly, um, taking his own life by poisoning himself. And everyone links the two that this drink became bigger than the man and he couldn't handle it.
1: Oh my God. I know. It's real
0: tragedy. It's proper tragedy.
1: And also like, you know, a, a lot of those stories are probably, what's the word, like created behind the veil of lots of drinking. So you don't exactly. really know.
0: You have no idea it's what's true. It's going to be
1: really hard to get to no. the truth. <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. I love it. Um. And lastly, keep it tidy.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, I think uh, this is very true for cocktails, especially they do have a high alcohol um, count. And so... um, Yeah. I always think of Dorothy Parker and one of her famous lines was, um, I like to have a martini, two at the very most. After three, I'm under the table. After four, I'm under my host. (laughs) And I think that's true. I think you got to watch it with the cocktails. (laughs) Um, I think, yeah, definitely, especially with something like a martini, um, uh, keep it. Yeah. Maybe if you're having many. a gathering,
1: mm-hmm. keep it to the longer drinks. Keep it
0: to the longer drinks exactly. Keep using the anything some carbonated mixer in there. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> With lots of ice. I mean, I think that's probably true for a party anyways, Because it? it's celebratory. I think, so. I think yeah. like a Negroni or a Manhattan, something that you like yeah. snuggle around a fire and sip slowly. Absolutely,
0: or something at the end of the night is yeah, really lovely, like isn't a it? Cup. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have any suggestions for people who, who might not want to have the alcohol, like, you know, maybe couple of grown up things that they can absolutely know, not sugary.
0: Yeah. I think that's so important nowadays as well. I think more people are sort of turning to mocktails, mm. as they call them. Um and Yeah, I know one that I quite like is um, soda, fresh lime, and orange bitters. It's really refreshing. Um, But I think the bitters, bitters just add such a complexity to it, make it feel grown up, um, and give a depth there, Mm. rather than it just being a fruit juice with um, soda or something. Um, So, yeah, I I do like things like that. Um, And
1: before anybody writes in to tell us, we know bitters is alcoholic. Sorry. But... But, 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 but it is, cause I, I, I looked into it. Yeah. So you only have, you have so little of it because mm-hmm. you've literally have like three yeah, drops. Yeah, it's dash. It, yeah. Yeah. So basically take, because it's in a long, a long drink, it takes the alcohol level, the ABV down to below 0.5, which oh, is, amazing. which is yeah. the same as, you know, non-alcoholic beers have to be under a certain, yeah. Ah. Cause there's just not enough of it in there. No, no,
0: you know? no. There's, yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Um, Another one that we made all Christmas. My sister um, <clears> isn't drinking. And she, uh, so I made this one with just cloudy apple juice, egg white, and almond extract, and you put it in a shaker. Mm. And so it gets the beautiful foam on top. Yeah. And it feels, she was like, I feel like I'm having a proper cocktail because put the maraschino cherry on top, yeah. on top of the foam, in a beautiful glass. And yeah. she was like, I, "I," she said with the, almond extract it felt yeah. really
1: alcoholic to her. like and a kind ju- of snowball yeah type thing. absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: so that was a big one that we did at Christmas um yeah that. and I loved that too yeah everyone in the house was kind of like actually I have one of those yes. <laughs> yeah put six and brandy in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I'll have that's that brilliant. after my whiskey sour <laughs>
1: oh that's brilliant Kate and um, mm. thank you so much for coming to chat to us today and if people want to find your book it's called um Kate Holder three ingredient cocktails 60 drinks made in minutes and it's out now,
0: isn't it? It is, yes.
1: And then um, where can people keep up with what you're doing?
0: Yep, you can um, follow me on Instagram. It's at Kate Calder Three Ingredient. And I often put, um, yeah, some new recipes up there and just what I'm cooking and drinking, you know, that week.
1: Cool, brilliant. Well, thanks again for coming to chat to us today, Kate. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.